0: Good morning and what's popping, people, welcome to Say Less Daily, I'm your host Kazim Famiwide. Thank you for subscribing to the podcast, appreciate y'all. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube, youtube.com slash Kazeem, and make sure that you are signed up for our Patreon, patreon.com slash say less. We got some new episodes dropping on the Patreon this week. That's right, this week we got some brand new content, doubling it up. For all the folks in there that want more, say less with Kaz, Lowkey, and Rosie. It's October 14th, 2022. It's Friday. Happy Friday, y'all. We made it through the week. It was an incredible week. I appreciate everybody who's been rocking with these dailies. I see y'all clicking. I see y'all downloading. I see y'all supporting. It's fun for me. I'm getting in the groove, and I'm really, really enjoying doing this uh, sort of passion project right now, man, so... Appreciate y'all, and um, shout out to Low Key yesterday, got it in uh, with him, recorded a new episode of Say Less, which is dropping this Monday with the legendary BMX legend, superstar icon, Nigel Sylvester, good friend of ours, just dropped a brand new book called Go, he speaks all about that, um, as well as just his entire career, you know, and uh, just the real unorthodox past that uh path, I'm sorry, that he took to um superstardom as a BMX legend that he is with the brands that he's worked with, with the kind of content he's created, uh, our good friend Greg Yuna, aka Mr. Flawless, um, and their friendship and, and how deep it goes there, and so many more things. So uh this Monday, check that out. Uh it's gonna be fantastic. I really, really enjoyed the sit-down. And uh, appreciate y'all who who's, who watched last week's episode with Sir, Swerve Strickland, um, who's absolutely killing it right now for AEW. Uh, but let's get into the dailies. Yeah, let's go. You know what it is? Brand new little baby dropping today. It's only me. dropped last night, featuring Nardo Wick, Young Thug, Friday Future rilo rodriguez jeremiah estg who's sheisty. get that going stream that right now you're listening to california breeze video just dropped on youtube today i'm messing with it. i ain't gonna hold you man baby baby kind of pump fake me baby kind of pump fake me i'm not gonna lie but shout out to shout out to your folks at quality control music Shout out my good friend Wayno, the legendary Wayno. Um, I ain't gonna hold you. The first couple of records, I was like, "What is this?" <laughs> like that "Hey" record, that song, uh, you know, that 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 he put out first, and um, you know, there those video of them all in the in, in, in the studio, just kind of listening to it. And I ain't gonna hold you, man. I, I was, I had my doubts. <laughs> I had my doubts that this album was gonna slap, uh, but so far so good. So far so good. Can't front on. Care front on baby man. He's on a hell of a run right now, and uh, he's probably one of the top. I'd say he's top five right now, top three, just currently as far as like artists that are not just culturally relevant but putting out great music as well. And um, if you watched his Amazon video um, documentary, um, check it out if you can, man. It was an incredible insight on baby. I didn't know. I didn't know how he was moving in Atlanta. You know what I mean? Before he he got on as an artist, I was shocked. And, um, you know, it's kind of eerie, too, seeing all the people in YSL sort of talk about him um, that are currently facing some troubles uh, on the legal side. But we hope, you know, they're going to free YSL real soon. But, baby, congratulations. It's only me. Fantastic project. I'll be listening to it all this weekend. And it's fun. You know, the, the fun thing about doing these dailies is that I can show love to some of the music that I'm really into, re- really listening to. The, 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 once in a week, you know, I don't get to talk to you guys as much, man. But, you know, um, shit, I, I fuck with Baby, man. Like, there's only a handful of these new dudes. And I hate saying new dudes because I sound extremely old when I I, I get into that bag. But um, between Baby, between Uzi, um, Wick. ESTG, you know what I mean. Those are my new guys. Those are the guys. Those are the young cats that I really, I really, I really fuck with heavily, you know. And um, got some new baby to get to, so we're gonna continue listening to that. But the top story of this morning, if you're just waking up like me and uh, scrolling through your Twitter, or, or was wa- scrolling through your Twitter last night during Thursday night football during that debacle, you know what I mean. Um, I mean, but shout out to, to Justin Fields for almost. Um, coming through and making that game damn near watchable. It took four quarters to get there, but he almost did. Uh, But Nicki Minaj and Lotto got into it last night. And um, it all stems from Nicki Minaj calling out the Grammys for moving her song, Super Freaky Girl. Samples uh, Rick James from rap to pop and claimed that Lotto is treated differently. And I quote, I have no problem being moved out the rap category as long as we are all being treated fairly, Minaj tweeted late last night. If SFG, super freaky girl, has to be moved out rap, then so does Big Energy, she added, referring to the Lotto hit of that name. Everybody knows that Lotto song sampled by... um, Right, carry Sample, anyone who says differently is simply a Nicki hater or a troll, end quote. Later than that, Nicki Minaj got on Instagram and put out a 17-minute video expanding on her position about the Grammys. And you know how I feel about the Grammys and the way artists really go above and beyond when it comes to the Grammys. But here's a little clip from that breakdown and i quote if you can't tell by now that there's a concerted effort to give newer artists things that they really don't deserve over people who have been deserving for many years then you're not paying attention and by the way this is not to say any song is bad or any female rapper is bad i always say this any rapper female or male that wins a grammy you should be fucking proud of yourself but why is the goalpost only ever move when it's nikki well, I'll tell you why they don't want the people that they have in the industry to go up against me. Does Nicki Minaj have a point? Does Nicki Minaj have a point? Well, it didn't take that much longer for Lotto to respond. At 20, Lotto, 23 years old, said, Quote, Damn, I can't win for losing all these awards slash nominations, and I can't even celebrate, tweeted Lotto, who recently won. The Best Hip Hop Award for Song of the Year over Kodak Black, which Kodak really didn't um, appreciate, if you've noticed, uh, after he beat, uh, she beat Super Gremlin. But a um, couple of hours later, Nicki Minaj revealed a text from Lotto where she also agreed, quote, because of where we left off, I don't think you need to be bringing my name slash song up, end quote. Nikki started calling Lotto, uh, quote-unquote, scratch-off and a Karen, and continued by saying, this Karen has probably mentioned my name in over 100 interviews. She says, waited in line for Pink Friday with her Barbie chains on, bangs pink hair, but today, scratch-off decides to be silent rather than speak up for the black woman she called her biggest inspiration. Whew messy all right lotto came right back at her saying quote she didn't want to do this internet shit with someone she someone the rising star looked up to quote just like the first time i dm'd you asking about your ongoing sub tweets i wanted to speak up because like i said i do agree but the way you're going about it seems malicious unquote she also added i've ignored countless sub tweets since march and instead addressed you in the dms you're literally older than my mom trying to be a bully, at Nicki Minaj, end quote. The back and forth continued and going. Uh, some unfollowing un- happened between each other. Uh, she also said, man, the older than my mom jab was a little crazy. Uh, she also responded to the older my mom jab saying, age-shaming when you look like you the one pushing 40. Oh, so you in your 20s, oh, okay then, whatever, whatever, whatever. Let's keep this this conversation going, right? I don't know. This isn't the first time in the past, I don't know, several weeks that female rappers have been going back and forth with each other. And usually, I don't want to say female rappers because that probably un- unfairly puts um, an onus on all female rappers, when I don't think that's the case. I think the the common denominator here is pretty obvious. Uh that Nicki Minaj who is the undisputed, let's 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 be clear. The undisputed most successful female rapper of this generation. Cardi B is there also. But I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to I'm gonna factor in longevity. You know, you gotta give Nikki her props. However, you may think about her, there was a time where women in hip hop were very underrepresented, and Nikki was almost like the overlord of women's rap for a long time, right? Like it was her and everybody else. Like I remember watching the BET Awards, and every year, they get the best female rap, and it was basically the Nicki Minaj Invitational where every year she would win because not only was she a dominant artist, there was nobody even close at the time. Now, since then, uh, other artists like uh, Cardi B's and uh, Glorillas, Flo Millie, Lotto, uh, I mean, City Girls, um, it, it, the the list goes on and on. Women, rap, women in, in hip hop are—it's are, an extremely healthy place right now. But by looking on the social media platforms and seeing how the reactions happening, and seeing that Nicki Minaj had an issue with Lotto, she's also had issues with other female rappers. And honestly, scrolling through these tweets, scrolling through the screenshots, scrolling through the DMs, and Lotto, calling her big, super freaky grandma, is married and related to effing rapist is what she said. Her words, not mine. You ain't gonna bully me, bitch. My idol turned rival. Now you hatin'. Lotto put out a bunch of quotes, screenshots, pretty much confirming what a lot of people who have been watching Nicki's back and forth with a lot of rappers have been suspecting. Quote, I'll die on this hill by myself, said Lotto. Everybody ain't lying on you. We see the pattern. Uh... The Great Offset once said this. I don't get in female business, so I'm going to just... And, and I think like, I'm going to do that. <laughs> I'm just recapping what I'm seeing right here. I'm seeing new things as as it comes up in, in real time. You know? Um, Man, then it got down to producers, rappers, and then boom, Nicki Minaj re- responded saying, quote, one, didn't care about rape when she was begging for features. Two, didn't care about Kodak's pass." Three, didn't care about the accusations made about Dr. Luke, who produced Big Energy, which, point. And four, newsflash, scratch off, I've never raped anyone. I've inspired millions. You're one of them, bozo. Um, She also continued in now deleted tweets saying, y'all kept letting these bozos weaponize the word rape when they're being dragged and not holding them accountable for not actually caring about rape victims in real life. They have the same two drags about me, and one of them ain't even about me. That's how you know when you that bitch. Uh, nah, I'm, gonna have to, <laughs> I'm not going to roll, man. I'm going to have to disagree. I'm going to have to call the nay-no on that one, my sister. Uh, I don't think that's what it is. I think that somebody that you look up to being um, a lot more vindictive than they would probably hope, And even if it's not vindictive, you know, what happened to being graceful? You know, like Nikki was never that. And for a lot of reasons, it's the reason why she's massively successful. She don't give a damn, you know, she don't give a fuck. However, I do think it's past time for us to stop paying attention to these sort of things. Right. Right. Like when these things happen and everybody goes, "Oh my God, the women are fighting!" oh, ah, ah, everybody, please, for the peace. Can't we all just get along? And no, I don't think I don't think we all need to get along, man. We don't. And um, you know, everybody's human, and I'm sure artists and other people take so many times to ignore and ignore. And put on the back burner, and not pay attention, and try to avoid drama, especially when it's somebody that you look up to. But at some point, you gotta just, you gotta just let sleeping dogs lie. And I know it's easy for me to say, but at some point, when we all see the very obvious pattern of behavior towards one person and against many others, whether she has a beef or not. Whether it's fair or not, at some point you got to, what's the word I'm looking for? Go into self-preservation mode. Sometimes you just got to let motherfuckers just yell at themselves. Oh, you mad? All right. Oh, you upset the, oh, okay. Oh, you didn't get the, whatever, bro. I guarantee you, no, well, I can't say nobody because Stan, Stan culture is real. But I guarantee you, a lot of people do not give a single solitary flying fuck about what Grammys are nominated in which awards. No one gives a shit. You're all going to lose to Jack Harlow anyway. <laughs> You're all gonna lose to P- P- Pusha T anyway. <laughs> You're all gonna lose to Ken. Like Kendrick's nominated for a rap award. I get it. I understand why you probably feel away. You know you ain't beating Kendrick. Kendrick, not saying Kendrick had the best album out or whatever, but he's a Grammy darling. He's damn near Eminem like when it comes to the Grammys. Whatever he puts out, they ain't gonna award him. Kanye probably in there too. We we'll get to that in a little bit. I think Drake's Honestly never mind, was put in the R&B category where it's very clearly a dance album. Renaissance by Beyonce was put in the R&B category when it's very clearly a dance pop album. But it does speak to a bigger problem with the Grammys and usual problems with the Grammys. And why I wasn't mad that Kodak Black was really upset about not winning the BET Award because he prioritized the shit out of that award. He was like, yeah, man, all this for a BET Award. I was like, yes, this is how you make things better. I'd rather Kodak Black be bitching over a damn BET Award than him going out sad over a Grammy. Who gives a damn about a rap Grammy? I get it. Your stock goes up. Your price goes up. You get to say Grammy Award winning when being introduced. It's almost like being knighted. <laughs> it's almost like being uh put in an exclusive club when you could say, Hey, I got one of these gold trophies at home. I get it. But at some point, you gotta be like, Man, this is not worth the time. <laughs> This is not worth the stress. And I guarantee you, two fans, if you had a gun held up to their head and you asked them, how many Grammy Awards does your favorite artist have? Not only will they probably not know, they probably don't give a shit. Festivals. Football. Flannels. This episode of Say Less Daily is brought to you by McDonald's. The realest conversations always happen in the Mickey D's booth. All the best nights out. And with a bite from Mickey D's, a full car ordering in the Mickey D's drive-thru is just the right amount of chaos. And a full car, what you want in the Mickey D's drive-thru is just the right amount. And the affordable answer is taking the whole family dinner. Everyone's got their own Mickey D's moments. Go on and make more delicious memories with McDonald's. Moving on it's Friday morning, which means all of America had to suffer through another night of Thursday Night Football. And for the second week in a row, I mean, when Thursday Night Football first kicked off on Amazon Prime, I was like, man, the presentation is fantastic. The game was incredible. Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert. Two outstanding, phenomenal quarterbacks in their prime debuting on a new platform with new commentary with a whole new way of looking at the game i said man they got one and then in the subsequent weeks quality had just slowly but surely started to drift and drift down and it hit a fever pitch last week When the Denver Broncos took on the Indianapolis Colts. With the Indianapolis Colts getting a win. And Russell Wilson going out as sad as he has. People thinking he's washed up already. He's pretty young. He has taken a lot of punishment. He is in his early 30s. But when you're a mobile quarterback, you're aging dog years, you know. And I don't think many people had much expectations for last night's game. The Chicago Bears taking on the Washington Commanders. Now, granted, the Washington Commanders um, did have um, Carson Wentz, who who I think gets a lot of unfair flack sometimes, right? Obviously, ever since he got hurt, Um, When he was on the Philadelphia Eagles, he went from a slam dunk probably MVP candidate and likely winner before he got hurt to a guy who's probably not going to be a starting quarterback this time next year, if the Washington Commanders have their way. It's a deep quarterback-heavy draft, and I'm sure that team— is, you know, for all the problems that they have, they do. It usually always falls on the quarterback and then the head coach and all that stuff that kind of dwindles afterwards. And I feel for, for Carson Wentz, man, because you could tell he's really trying. And you could tell he has moments of 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 brilliance here and there. But there's just something about when a quarterback just don't got it no more and they got a little bit of the yips and they can't even really pull the trigger like they usually used to pull the trigger. And he looks like a guy like a deer caught in the headlights. But they did come out with a victory yesterday. But it almost wasn't that. It almost wasn't that. Justin Fields, with an incredible drive, almost stole the game for the Chicago Bears. It was very, very close. I mean, inches. I mean, the six inches in front of your face is the difference between winning and losing. Living and dying. (laughs) And Justin Fields, for all his credit, the most pressured quarterback in the NFL. Justin Fields, with the number 32-ranked offensive line in the NFL. Justin Fields, with the number 32-ranked wide receivers in the NFL. And granted... There was a lot of times that Justin Fields missed some pretty easy throws, especially in the second quarter. I think missing a wide-open commit in the end zone. I think I could have made that throw. But when you got popped 18 times, Justin Fields, according to ESPN Stats and Info, has been pressured on 46% of his dropbacks this season. The highest rate of a pressure quarterback has faced in the first six games of a season since ESPN began tracking pressures in 2009. Richard Sherman said, quote, this is a dissertation in how to not fit your play calling to your personnel. The fact we just saw a designed run for Carson Wentz, a not yet one for Justin Fields, is asinine. The boy is stressed, y'all. The man has all the talent in the world. Watch him in Ohio State lift that team up and that school up to greatness in a time where they absolutely needed it during the pandemic. I-, I love the way this kid plays. I love his passion for the game. If you know his story, if you remember what the pandemic went down when you know the conference was not trying to let them play. And he organized at at that young age, organized not just his own team, but representatives from teams around the conference to say, nah, man, we want to play. And it paid off. Justin Fields, first-round pick to a team that needs quarterback talent, a team that has been dwindling in terrible quarterback play (laughs) for several years. And my God, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, God bless him, had some uh, things to say about Justin Fields. Basically, saying, "Man, you got to look yourself in the mirror and know who you are." He said, "Oh, he's not a pocket passer. He's not Patrick Mahomes. He's not this. He's not that." Well, goddamn, if he get him some protection, maybe he could be. No difference between all those guys. They have help. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes has Travis Kelsey. Patrick Mahomes has Juju smith schuster At one point had Tyreek Hill. And also, those quarterbacks you, you just named outside of Justin Herbert, they weren't thrown right into the fire like Fields. That man was damn near ready to die on the field last night. Mind you, Thursday night football games are already a damn problem. I mean, for the second week in a row, a team scored 12 points and and, and was decided as a winner. If you like touchdowns, Thursday night football is not for you. If you love field goals, Thursday night football is your jam. And maybe, just maybe, we shouldn't have, guys, beating the snot out of each other more than once a week. (laughs) Maybe, just maybe, Thursday night football probably shouldn't happen if we're talking about player safety. And maybe, just maybe, we need to give Justin Fields a little bit of a break. But I promise you this is exactly how good quarterbacks get ruined. I saw it with Sam Darnold just recently. Almost seen it with Daniel Jones, but thank God for Brian Dable. We're getting it right. And now I'm seeing it with Justin Fields. We almost saw it with Trevor Lawrence last year. I mean, goddamn, we still don't really know where he is as a steady signal caller in this league. But when you're blaming the talent, of course they got to take some of that. That's what you sign up for. But at the same time, you got to understand that it is 11 on 11. And if you're not putting a a kid with that talent in the position to be successful, or if you're not going to give him the time to develop while you're trying to put talent around him, it's going to be really hard to grade that guy. And here's what's going to happen. He's going to keep getting hit and hit, and hit, and he's going to take more time getting it out of his hands, and he's going to keep looking at his feet to move. It's the only offense they have in Chicago. It's the only option he has. If he doesn't take off and run for his life, that team has no way of winning. Thank God next week we got Kyler Murray and the Cardinals taking on the Saints on Thursday. Hopefully, we get some damn offense. Crazy stat we just saw. Cooper Cup has as many receptions as Justin Fields has completions this season. Jesus. I respect that man. But good Lord, let's pump the brakes on a Russian of Judgment. He's getting absolutely murdered there every single game. It's Friday, man. That means it's about to be the weekend. That means I'm going to enjoy the next couple days off and relax. We got a lot of shows coming in. We got some Patreon content coming in your way. Make sure you subscribe to patreon.com slash sayless. Make sure you tune in Monday morning. Nigel Sylvester will be on Say Less with Kaz, Key and Rosie. Make sure you sign up for the Patreon, patreon.com slash sayless. For the bonus episodes as well. Bonus content behind the scenes. Not just with myself, but with Low and Rosie. And everybody that comes through the shop. You know, I'm always trying to make changes to this thing. And those changes are coming. Always trying to tweak it right. But I think I'm getting it. I think I'm getting it just right. And these dailies are a part of it. So for y'all that's out there, either at work, at your desk, running on the treadmill, getting ready to go to work, sitting on the bus, in the Uber, however you listen to this podcast, however you listen to this feed, I just want to say I appreciate you. And I thank you for kicking it with us. Also, yesterday, man, if you want to hear me talk, all things extreme rules, all things, all elite wrestling, all things uh DC, Daniel Cormier. Um, pull up to the Mass Man show with myself, David Shoemaker, on the Ringer Wrestling Network. We got the UFC Hall of Famer, Daniel Cormier. Talking about being the guest referee for the fight pit match against Seth Rollins and Matt Riddle. And talking about just his fandom of professional wrestling. And obviously, he's been tied to the game for a long time. He said it himself. He he knows what he looked like in that Foot Locker shirt. He said he is not fight ready. But if you look at the way that dude's face beams when he talks about professional wrestling, you know he's got the itch. And I'm pretty much willing to guarantee we'll see that man in a a, a very heavy WWE capacity sooner rather than later. Shout out to Daniel Cormier, somebody I've wanted to talk to for a long time, someone I've been a fan of for a long time. Check it out on the Ringer Wrestling Network. And check me out every Thursday on the Ringer Wrestling Network talking my graps. Love to do it. But that's it for today's episode of Say Less Daily. Next week, we back at it. New episodes. MSG Network, I'm back in the game. You know what I mean? Next season getting ready to kick off. Got some podcasts, some betcasts, got some games to call, got some MSG PM, got some FanDuel. The season's here, y'all. You're going to get a lot more cuisine in the next several weeks. So, like we always do with this Tom, stay free, stay safe, and always say less. Have a wonderful weekend. Enjoy the rest of your day. And God bless. See you next time. Peace.